Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a certified nutrition and health coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset, love their bodies, and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. It's all about confidence, baby. Yes, that's right. Today we are talking about confidence. And you know what? The definition of confidence is me leaving that in and pretending that I'm emotionally when we all know it wasn't great and I should not quit my job as a coach and become a singer or join the X Factor. Just kidding, sort of, but not really. <laughs> Today we are talking about confidence. And the reason we're talking about confidence is because 99% of women I talk to want confidence. Confidence is their main goal. When I start talking to someone, I always ask them, you know, what their main goal is, what's their goal. And often it might be something like, oh, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to get fitter or I want to get healthier. But when we boil it down to what their why is, when we boil down what they actually want, it's confidence. We all want confidence. So what is confidence? Confidence is a state of mind. According to the dictionary, confidence is the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. I feel like dictionary definitions often sound confusing and I had to read that like seven times before I understood what it was saying. But basically, confidence is about self-trust. Confidence is about self-belief. That's what confidence is. And you can practice confidence. It's a skill that you can develop or a skill that you can lose if you have it, but you don't practice it. It's not something that you're just born with and then like, that's it. There's no chance of getting confidence if you're not. And often I think a lot of people believe that it is. They're like, oh, well, I'm just not a confident person. I've always been shy or I've always been uncomfortable, whatever it is. If you have felt like you haven't been confident for your whole life, that doesn't mean you can't be confident. You can practice it. So I thought I would tell you a little bit about my experience with confidence over my life, because I think this is actually probably a good example of how confidence can be gained or confidence can be lost. So I started out, I was always a really confident kid. I always wanted to be front and center, bit of a drama queen, bit of an attention seeker. I was friends with everyone. Like I just made friends really easily, didn't care who you were, wanted to be friends with absolutely everyone. And I was very comfortable with who I was as a child. I had real belief in myself, thought that I could do anything I wanted and be anything I wanted. And I just naturally assumed that people liked me. And I'm not saying that in like a, you know, I was a stuck up kid way or or anything like that, but just, I was comfortable in myself. I was like, well, why wouldn't people like me? I'm nice. I'm fun. I'm friendly. All that kind of stuff. That's how I felt when I was a kid. I really did have that self-belief and that self-trust. And then as the years went on, once I got into like late primary school, my body changed and I started feeling more uncomfortable with who I was. I think I've spoken about this before. I was always this like tiny little skinny kid. And then once I hit late primary school, 
I shot up, first of all, I was a very tall child and I put on weight as you do, especially when you're going into puberty and things like that. And I wasn't comfortable with that. I really compared myself to others and looked at the other girls that I went to school with and it just dimmed my shine a bit. I just wasn't exactly as comfortable as I was before. And from there, when I went into high school, I can still remember in the school holidays between grade six and between year seven, and I had a friend that was coming to the same high school as me. And I remember her saying to me, you know, we really need to reinvent ourselves. Basically, we should change who we are. This is a great opportunity for us. We're going from one school to the next. No one knows us. We can reinvent ourselves and we can be cool. We can be cool kids. And I remember thinking, what? Like, you want me to change who I am? Like, oh, am I not enough? Am I not enough as I am already? Do I need to be different? Do I need to be someone else? And that was, I think, my first real experience of feeling like someone else thought I wasn't enough. And I'm sure this friend would be mortified (laughs) if she heard this, this friend from primary school. I'm sure if she heard it, she would be horrified and she probably doesn't even remember doing this. But it really did have a bit of a lasting impact on me. And it really was, I guess, a bit of a pivotal point in my childhood. And then when I actually did get to high school, I was absolutely comparing myself to others. I very much fell into that comparison trap. And I realized that being like popular in primary school meant something very, very different to being popular in high school. Because in primary school, being popular, I mean, it might've been different at different primary schools. I went to a great primary school that was very welcoming. Most people were friends with each other. It really didn't have that hierarchy that high school has at all. And for me, being popular in primary school just meant I had lots of friends. And I did, I had heaps of friends. I was friends with everyone. But then when I got to high school, being popular was about being pretty. Being popular was about being cool. And you had the popular kids and then you had the kids that weren't popular, that were not naturally the popular kids. Guess which camp I fell into? It was not the popular kids. Again, I was still friendly. I still had lots of friends and made friends pretty easily, but it wasn't the cool kids. It wasn't the popular kids. And for me, this was just like, okay, yep. All right. I'm not enough. I I see now I'm not enough. Once I hit year eight, I developed depression. I had zero confidence. And looking back at that time, I can still remember writing in my diary every single night about how much I hated myself. I absolutely despised my body. Just, oh, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I can still remember, you know, arguments with my brothers at the time, as you do when you're, you know, early teenager or things like that. And the worst thing he could do was call me fat. And he knew it because he was a, whatever he was, 12 year old boy. And so he'd call me fat in an argument. And then I'd go to my diary and write about how Jed called me fat and I hate Jed and blah, blah, blah. I know Jed's not listening to this, but Jed, if you ever listen to this, I don't hate you. I love you. (laughs) But I just used to feel so uncomfortable and I just, I wasn't confident. I had zero confidence. I used to lie there at night and I used to grab my stomach and I would think about taking scissors to just chop off the rolls of fat. That's all I wanted to do. And I would think about it constantly and get so tempted to do it. And I was 14 years old, 14. Luckily, I I managed to get over that dark period of my life. And I did kind of come into my own in the rest of high school. I had a lot of friends, but it was definitely a case of fake it till you make it. When it came to my confidence levels, I looked confident. 
I acted confident, but I secretly spent my whole life second guessing and judging myself. I compared myself to everyone else 24 seven. I had the most beautiful friends in high school. I really did. And also beautiful in the sense of beautiful people, but in terms of personality, but also I just had really, really good looking friends and I compared myself to them constantly. Most of my friends were short and skinny. I was tall and not skinny. And that was what I judged being good on and being worthy on and feeling confident on. I thought you had to look like that to feel confident. So I was constantly comparing myself to my friends and to the other people in my life and just not feeling like I measured up. And it just got worse and worse and worse. In the late years of high school, I stopped doing drama, which I absolutely loved because I didn't feel confident. I stopped feeling confident public speaking, which I was always really good at. I stopped saying yes to performing at lunchtime singing concerts at school, even though I loved singing. I stopped expressing myself and I stopped being different. I stopped celebrating my quirks. And when I, when I was planning this episode and thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I got really emotional when I thought about this. Like it made me cry because I thought, God, like what, what a waste. How sad that this amazing person didn't want to be herself. She wanted to just hide her light because she didn't want to stand out because she wasn't confident. That just, oh, it makes me so sad when I think back to that person. And my lack of confidence just spiraled into a deep desire to change. I thought that if I could just be a different person, I could be confident like everyone else. I thought there was no way I could be confident as the person I am now. So I needed to change. And so for me, that was doing things like not eating or binging, going either way. I had an unhealthy relationship with exercise and I was weighing myself multiple times daily and I focused all my attention on that number going down. I wanted to be confident so badly. And I started looking for validation from other people that I was good enough to give me that confidence. So when I went clubbing, which was a lot in my late teens, early twenties, girl loved a party. Now I'm a nana. When I went clubbing, I relied on alcohol for confidence. I got validation and therefore confidence every time a guy wanted to buy me a drink. It's not something I even consciously registered at the time because I was so deep in fooling myself into thinking that, well, this is how confident girls act. This is what confident girls do. That I didn't even realize that it was unhealthy behavior. Now, you've probably heard the rest of my story before. The obsession with getting skinny or healthy in bunny ears and all of the different ways I tried to change my body before spiraling into depression, anxiety and binge eating disorder. My confidence came to an all-time low during this time. I I mean, I'd have bursts of confidence when I'd reach a new low weight or when I fit into a size 10 pair of pants, but it would never last because I had zero self-trust, zero self-belief. I'd show myself time and time again that I was a failure because I couldn't stick to my diets, my macros, my whatever. I was so scared of social situations where I didn't know most people. I checked my reflection in every single shiny surface I went past to see how much my stomach was sticking out. I assumed that every single person I walked by in the street was judging me or talking about me. God forbid I walked past a group of teenagers who were laughing. I was 100% sure they were laughing at me. 100% sure. Teenagers are scary, or at least I used to think teenagers were scary. I didn't want to make phone calls without rehearsing what I was going to say over and over and over. 
I was scared of tripping over my words and I was scared of looking stupid. And I thought any minute now, any minute now, everyone's going to realize that I'm no good and everyone's going to leave me. (laughs) It breaks my heart to think about how my lack of confidence affected my life. It hurts my soul when I think about the fact that there are so many women out there right now who are still feeling like this. And that might be you listening to this. You might be nodding along like, yeah, shit, I'm not confident. It's messing up my life. But the good news is you can change that. You can become confident and you can develop self-trust and self-belief. So I'm a pretty confident person now, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still practicing. I don't feel confident 100% of the time and I still have wobbles or off days. But overall, I know that I'm good exactly as I am and I believe in myself. And like I said, confidence is a practice. It's a process. Obviously, I'm completely different to, you know, that time when I was constantly fearing being judged and what I looked like and all of that kind of stuff. But even in the last 12 months, I've made such radical changes to my self-confidence. Just this morning, I was filming an Instagram story and I'm sitting here with my hair half wet from the shower. I went away on the weekend, so my skin is just not having a good time. We got pimples, we got dry skin, all of that stuff. And I was sitting there just you know, doing my thing, talking on my Instagram stories. And I thought, you know what? This is so different. A year ago, if I spoke on my stories at all, which took a lot of confidence to even get there, I would have to have a full face of makeup. I would have to have my hair done, like straighten my hair, not looking frizzy, all of that kind of stuff. Or I thought, you know, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I thought me being confident was me doing it with no makeup, but I had a filter on. I would always have a filter on. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not using like the crazy filters, just, you know, a bit of a filter, just smooth things out, that kind of stuff. Now I never use filters. Like when I see people using filters, actually, it kind of jars me a bit. I'm like, oh, you look completely different. Just get your face out. Who cares? But I get that not everyone is there yet. And that has been, it sounds like a little thing, but that's been a big change for me in the last year. Now, I don't care what I look like. I will gladly go out looking just the way that I am now. It's fine. It's not a big deal, but that comes with confidence. And that's such a little thing. But in the grand scheme of things, like as a woman, that saves you a lot of time. If you don't care about doing your hair or putting on makeup every day, all that kind of stuff, that saves you. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I have barely any hair. So me doing my hair doesn't take me long compared to most people. But if that saves me, what, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour every single day, Look at all that time I have to do with other things because I'm confident to go out looking the way that I naturally am. It's amazing. And that's not saying I have anything against makeup or anything because I don't. I like wearing it when I can be bothered if I want to dress up for something. But you don't have to do it every day. And that's just like a little side benefit of confidence. It's just a little side benefit of knowing that you're good exactly as you are. Like I said, you don't need to change. So... Let's talk about why we're actually here. You want to learn how to become confident. I'm going to give you four steps, four tips today. Tip number one is get out of the comparison trap. The only person you should compare yourself to is you. But often we get stuck in this constant cycle of looking at ourselves and looking at someone else and comparing ourselves to them. This can be friends. This can be family, coworkers, people you see on the street, influencers, celebrities, literally anyone. We compare ourselves 
to so many people. And yet most of the time you don't know their story. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know how they got to where they are. And you might think that you do, as we sometimes think with friends or even, you know, people we follow online, but you see what they present to the world. You assume that what is happening at face value is what's happening below the surface. So you don't actually know. And most of the time, these people aren't going to be in exactly the same situation as you. So why are you comparing yourself to them? The only person who is exactly the same as you and is in the same situation and has the same privileges or struggles is you. And also, if you rely on being better than other people to give you confidence, it's not going to last. There will always be someone better than you. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but realistically, you're never going to be the best at everything forever. There's always going to be someone better than you. So there's always going to be someone that you feel like you can't measure up to. And even if you are the best at whatever it is, the prettiest, the smartest, the best at rowing, I don't know why I went with rowing, but rowing, whatever it is, it's a false confidence because it's not going to last forever and it's dependent on nobody else getting better. One quote that I love, and I'm sure you guys have heard it before, is confidence isn't walking into a room thinking that you're better than everyone. It's walking in and not having to compare yourself to anyone at all. Think about those times when you walk into an event and you start like scanning the room to see what other people are like. I used to do it all the time when I was very focused on weight. I would look around and go, "Mm, am I the biggest person in this room? Yep. Cool. Okay. Now I feel awful. Or, oh no, wait, there's someone bigger than me but it doesn't actually make you feel better. Like you feel yuck for thinking that type of thing. And that's not confidence. If you did walk into a room and go, yeah, cool. All right. I'm the hottest person here. That's not confidence. That's not what confidence is about. It's not thinking you're the best. It's about knowing that you are the best version of you. You're fine exactly as you are. And the way you feel about yourself doesn't depend on anyone else. That is what confidence is about. So the second way to become confident is monitor your self-talk. When these negative beliefs or thoughts pop up, that inner bitch pops up in your head, because she will, when she pops up and says these mean things that drain your confidence and make you feel crap about yourself, what you need to do is catch them. You need to stop those negative beliefs and stop those negative thoughts in their tracks before they get absorbed, before you take them on board and start truly believing them. And then what you need to do is reframe them with a new positive belief. This is a super important step because if you just catch the negative thoughts, but you don't turn it around, you just go, oh yeah, notice that. Like that's step one done, but you're not actually fixing anything if you're not replacing them with a new belief. So for example, let's say I'm going to use the party example again. You're going to an event, you're getting ready and you're on your way there, but you're like, oh my God, I look gross in this outfit. And everyone at the party is going to judge me and notice that I put on weight. That's a negative belief that pops up in your head. Stop it. Stop it in its tracks and then reframe it. So maybe you might reframe it to something like I'm wonderful exactly as I am. And I'm so excited to spend time with my friends. That's a new positive belief. And kind of going on from the last point, it's not turning it around and going, I look hot as in this outfit. I'm going to be the best looking girl in the party. Hell yeah. Like that's not what it's about. It's I am wonderful exactly as I am. And I'm excited to spend time with my friends because that's what it's about. That's 
what you want to do. You want to go and have a good time. It's not always about thinking that you look amazing. It's about knowing that you are amazing. So the third thing that I want you to do to become more confident is remove the barriers. Just make it easy for yourself. And this is such a simple thing, but we don't do it. We make things so much harder than they need to be. So standing on the scales decreases your confidence. Chuck them in the bin. If seeing the clothes in your wardrobe that don't fit you anymore make you feel less confident, donate them. Or if you're not ready to donate them, put them in a bag and put the bag out of sight. If comparing yourself to others on social media makes your confidence falter, then unfollow or mute, whatever it is. Stop making it difficult for yourself. Make things as easy as humanly possible. If there's any point in your life that feels like it's jarring, feels like it's coming up against this confidence that you're trying to build, get rid of it, block it, somehow minimize this barrier and make it easy for yourself. And then the fourth thing is act before you feel confident. Confidence takes practice. So if you're just waiting until you feel confident to do something, you're probably never going to do it. Action precedes confidence. So what that means is you're going to act confident, you're going to do the thing, and then often you're going to realize that it wasn't actually that bad. Maybe it's something like joining a gym. That can often be something really scary for people. And if it's scary for you, you need to go back a couple of episodes and listen to my episode on being scared of the gym because it's a goodie. But if you're scared to join the gym and you're stressing yourself out and you're like, "Mm -mm, I'm not confident enough yet, I'm anxious as hell about getting into a gym, act confident. Walk in there, ready to go, do your workout. And often you'll be like, yeah, actually, you know what? It's just a gym. It's not a big deal. Who cares? But if you go in there going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is going to be awful. I'm so scared. Oh my God, everyone's going to judge me. I hate everyone. Everyone's looking at me. Oh my God, do my tights fit properly? Oh my God, maybe they're see-through. I shouldn't do squats. If you're going in going like that, of course, you're going to feel like crap. Of course, you're not going to feel confident. But if you walk in going, I'm going to be great. I'm so excited to be here. I'm keen to do something for my body. Hell yes. Can't wait for those endorphins. Bring them on. You're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy the gym and you're going to build self-trust and self-belief By just doing the thing. Practice makes perfect. All right. So those are your takeaways. Get out of the comparison trap. Monitor your self-talk and shut that inner bitch down. Remove the barriers and make it as easy as possible. And then act before you feel confident. Practice, practice, practice. So stop waiting. If you're like me and you have spent so many of your years not feeling confident, Do you really want to spend another 5, 10, 15, 20, 40 years feeling that way? No, of course you don't. So take action now. This is your sign. If you're waiting for a sign, this is the sign. That is today's episode. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others find this podcast. I would be forever grateful and send you big mental hugs. And I promise I will never sing on a podcast again. That can be your reward. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, guys, and I will see you next week.